Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who's here with me today? It's Michelle. Hey, it's Michelle again. Who knew? I did. Everybody what? did. We all knew it was going to be you, Michelle. Uh, Whoa. If you're tuning in for the first time, the what we do is right there in the title. We watch Shudder on this podcast. Shudder is an awesome streaming content service for people who like horror and horror adjacent things. And uh, typically once a week on like a Thursday or Friday, they're putting out a new original or exclusive title. Uh, and that's a pretty impressive release schedule. And so we talk about those new movies as they come out. Uh, and there's another one here today. Michelle, what's today's movie? Today's movie is called A Banquet. I don't know why I'm talking in this weird, like, like happy midday tone. It's uh... <laughs> it's because we're we're filming while there's sun out for that, once, that and that might... never happens. Yeah, it's very rare that we're recording at uh, 3.30 Ugh. in the afternoon. Typically, it's like... 11, 11.30, <laughs> 1 a.m., you know, whenever. We're apparently full of life in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So chipper and cheery. Oh, <laughs> yes. So today's new film, as Michelle said, is called A Banquet. And uh, like we always do, I'm just going to go ahead and read for you the description of the film as presented on the Shutter website. Here is A Banquet, directed by Ruth Paxton. Uh, a Banquet is an unsettling, thought-provoking, and hypertense psychological thriller from director Ruth Paxton. Widowed mother Holly is pushed to the breaking point when her daughter Betsy develops an extreme eating disorder. She claims she has experienced a profound enlightenment where her body is in service to a higher power. Possessed by Betsy's illness, her family are faced with an agonizing dilemma torn between love and fear. And Holly is forced to confront the boundaries of her own belief. A Shudder exclusive. Michelle, hit us uh -huh. with your spoiler-free thoughts on A Banquet. Well, um, early in the movie, there is a scene with peas. Uh, and that scene made me very hungry. And I don't <laughs> think that was the filmmaker's intention. <laughs> And uh, I feel like that is kind of my experience with the whole thing. I was like, oh, man, that looks delicious. <laughs> oh, no, this is backfiring. It also made me hungry for more substance overall in the film. Um, I do like the sound design. I felt very unnerved and uncomfortable. There are some, like, teeth scenes. It really is good at putting you on the edge of your seat and making you go like, ugh. Ugh, I physically cringed a couple times, but overall, I felt like it was really lacking. Just a, a I, I enjoyed the new concepts, but there was not enough, um, and I was honestly kind of bored during it. So, okay. sadly, a banquet left me hungry for more, and I will give it a two out of five. You've been, you've been waiting a while to use that line, haven't you? I actually, no, I didn't write that down. That was off the top of my head. I'm very proud of myself. Well, well done. <laughs> Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I had a similar reaction to uh, a banquet. Uh, I, I think, to be totally honest, uh, uh, first I agree with you. There's some very effective filmmaking here. Uh, really excellent uh, execution of of uh, visuals and, like you said, the sound design. The way, uh, like in one of those in that scene with the peas, there's this very hyper forward sound of forks and silverware mm -hmm. scraping on plates 
that's oh real unnerving uh but uh i'll go ahead and be completely honest with you i'm not sure i even know what this movie was about uh like it <laughs> it seemed like it was kind of about eating disorders at one point and then kind mm-hmm. of about religion maybe or and then kind mm-hmm. of about like maybe mental i'm i'm really not certain at all what they were tr- what story they were trying to tell here uh, and I think that maybe ties in in a, in a certain way with your uh, thought of uh, I just there there could have been more. There was a lot of stuff happening, but I never had any real full grasp or understanding of what was happening. And yep. uh, and that uh, it, it, it didn't just didn't quite work for me. Uh, I am also going to go with a, a two skulls on a banquet okay. uh like i said uh uh ruth paxton definitely demonstrates some some incredible technique here uh, i'm very interested in what she might do next uh mm-hmm. but uh yeah the 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 writing and and the the i i just i don't know what the movie was about mm-hmm. yep and in our spoiler section i have some comments about that sure. as well all right, yeah. so uh, so this is where we're going to let you, if you want to, go see the movie before we really dig into it, uh, talk about it in detail, and spoil a bunch of things. This is where you're going to want to hit the pause button. Do that right now. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and uh, and tear up a, a banquet. We're going to dive into this. Uh, also, uh, I do want to be clear, uh, a banquet not to be confused with another film that I just saw recently called The Feast. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. completely different film, uh, and uh, so don't get those mixed up in your head. This is, this is just a banquet. That one is The Feast. Easy confusion. <laughs> Keep it in your head. Uh, so, now I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, I, I really, I'm, uh, I don't know, maybe... Let me ask you, do you feel like you at least have an understanding of what the heck was happening in this movie? Or or did you feel totally lost as well? So one of the redeeming parts of this movie is that it does keep you guessing. Is she doing this for attention? Is she doing this because she was in a psychiatric ward? Is she doing this because she really is overcome by this other being? Um, it really does keep you guessing and where it really really fell flat flat for me is that the ending seems to solidify that it was real and that the very last couple seconds seem to imply that yes this is like a blessed being now and that the whole thing and I wish they hadn't done that I would have liked a lot more ambiguity and a lot more guessing from the audience and uh, then never fully solidifying it because I was okay being confused but I feel like they actually took a a stance and I don't like that they did that I yeah. preferred being confused I there there are so many different uh like disparate elements happening that I just wasn't ever able to to fully like it starts out uh with uh the the dad uh who's clearly very sick in in some way uh killing himself uh mm-hmm. and the mother and the one daughter see it happen and I'm like, okay, so there's like, a, there's a a, a a trauma event there that could be contributing. So, and then, it like it she gets like hypnotized by a red moon and wanders out into the woods and just comes back weird. 
Uh, and like at one point I, I literally thought, cause there's a couple of scenes where like she, she seems completely enraptured by exposure to the sun. I started to think, wait, wait, is, is she turning into a plant? Is that why she doesn't have to eat anymore? Cause like the plants, oh, I would have loved that. The plants in the house started to die. Like, I don't know if you noticed mm. that there was that recurring shots of that one plant where it was slow and so and then it's like all of a sudden it's like it's about eating disorders but she's not losing any weight nine stones by the way 126 pounds i did the math i had to know i was like what she weighs nine that's terrible that's i had the same problem where i was like the ninth to like the first like the ninth and i was like what is wrong with your scale? This is truly spooky. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and so then and then all of a sudden now it's about like, oh, the mother had mental health issues uh, and maybe there's like a, a, a genetic thing happening here. Also, there's the, the second child, Isabel, who's there. I'm not even sure why. Like I, I never fully registered like what function she served towards the bigger picture, uh, except to be like just completely more or less ignored by the mother in favor of the other child. Um, it, it just, it tried to do so many different things. Um, and I honestly, by the end of it, I wasn't fully convinced that what we were seeing was actually happening. Um, so I, I didn't quite get that same impression you did about it's the, the movie kind of solidifying that it was real. Um, mm-hmm. I know it, it definitely ends in a way that I can certainly understand why you uh, interpreted it that way. But uh, I the that whole section where, you know, right at the end where she's going through that, you know, they, they have that conversation right after the mom sees the moon and then... Uh, they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to say things that you don't want to listen to. And then there's this really intense scene where it's like, wait, okay. Like, is the mom crazy? And she's actually torturing this girl, uh, through her own delusion or is it the girl's delusion? Uh, is this real? It, it was, uh, it was very confusing to a level where I felt like there was no resolution at all. And I guess that's fine if that's what you were going for. But then what we've determined is what you were going for doesn't work for me. There was just so much different stuff happening. Yeah, and I I guess I could see it also being like, oh, well, it's still open-ended. But I think that's how little faith I have in the story that I feel like I'm like, oh, no, they didn't leave ambiguous. This is what they just did to us. Like, I don't feel like they, like, they almost put, like, no thought into the ending. So I I didn't think, like, they deliberately left it open-ended. They were like, yeah, no, this happened. This is why she didn't lose weight. Like, yep, nope, here's our wrap-up. It's all done. Everything was just, like, a confusing mess for a while. And I was on board. Like, that opening scene with the dad I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. How is this going to go? Right. And then it turns into more of a family drama than anything else. There's not, like, anything scary really happening. There are a couple good scenes, like the whatever that really gross, uh, like, almost zombie-like sound that she's, like, eating herself or whatever was happening there. Oh, that was, like, uh, the, the mom was having a dream where she was incorporating mm-hmm. that weird Japanese folktale that, uh, her, her, that the grandma told her. Yeah, and so it's just, yeah. like, a big pile of rotting food, 
that she's mm-hmm. feeding to the mouth in the back of her skull. <laughs> that that's was how it. That's how it worked out. Okay, I was like, I can't fully tell. Yeah, like, it how, was. It was basically the mom is... having a nightmare about uh what yeah. her her what the grandma said actually being true. Yeah. And I wish that had been true and that the daughter was transforming into that. Like, there are so many directions that they could have gone. And like you said, I'm looking forward to to seeing what else they create because the sound design is very good. They're very good at giving you the atmosphere that they want to give you. And it's very effective. It just as a whole did not work as a movie yeah the story makes a it sets up a lot of ideas and then it doesn't really pay off anything uh and uh i like i i definitely got the impression uh from those closing scenes of the movie uh that there might be a little bit of influence happening here from a, a slightly older movie that i absolutely love called saint Maud. Uh, if, I knew you were going to yeah, mention Yeah, if you've ever seen that movie, uh, or if you've never seen it, oh my god, uh, it's not on Shudder, unfortunately, but it is available, and you should see it as soon as possible. It's so good. Uh, but I, I saw a little bit of influence of that, and that, you know, that is this religious delusion, you know, and that's why at the end, even though it's not as explicit as the way that, uh, as the way St. Maud ends, uh, I kind of got the impression that's like, well, maybe what we're seeing here is just her experience and not necessarily what's really happening. Uh, but even so, like, if that's what was like, I'm not a big fan of that sort of I like a story that makes a choice. Right. And this is a sto- yeah. it's just a type of it's nothing wrong as a type of storytelling. There are plenty of people who enjoy it just fine. I just this movie to me set up a lot of ideas and then didn't pay anything off really well. And I was I there were like you said, any number of ways it could have gone. And honestly, I don't even really care which one it would have chosen and followed if it had just picked any one of them and gone with it. Mm-hmm. I um the way that I like stories to be written is that the person writing the story knows what the story is. They know the reality and now they are writing it to convince use us like if that's what they're going for but i don't know if the people writing this story knew what the reality was well i i wonder if if there was supposed to be a reality uh at all like if if Mm -hmm. we're ever supposed to be again that might be the idea is we're just never supposed to fully be sure what's happening uh which Mm -hmm. i I, again is i mean if that's what you're going for then uh, kudos you did it but for me, that's not personally an enjoyable experience. Yeah, and I I don't mind if the audience doesn't know what's going on. Um, I just want the writers to know what's going on. And I, I really like it. There should be a way to analyze it. Um, for example, uh, Inception. The very ending of Inception, I'm sure the writers wrote that with an idea of what this means so that people could go back and analyze and try to find their own clues about it. Sure. Um, they did not do that with this. There's yeah. no way for us to go back and analyze because there is no reality. We don't know. And there's no way to like, go back and piece it together and be like, oh, yeah, this leads towards this more than this thing does. It just it didn't do it. It, it really fell flat. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that there's really a whole lot left. I, I, I guess I can't say entirely that you shouldn't see it. 
Uh, I, I think two skulls is is uh, you know we're right close to fifty fifty there. And again, there are some some things that happen in the film that are really well executed. I think mm-hmm. if you're uh, if you're a real deep horror fan, you you might want to still check it out just to get. Uh, an awareness of Ruth Paxton in the back of your mind. And who knows, you may enjoy the movie more than we did. You, maybe you're okay with the, the type of storytelling going on here. Maybe it'll work for you more than it worked for us. Clearly we didn't hate the movie. Uh, it just no. didn't yep. fully work uh, for us. So I think definitely uh, uh, maybe check it out. Uh, definitely. Maybe that's a, that's a great phrase, <laughs> but um, it's a great movie. <laughs> is it? I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Isn't that the Ryan Reynolds one? Well, then I've definitely never seen it. (laughs) It is totally the Ryan Reynolds romantic comedy. Oh, God. Great movie. Um, But yeah, this movie, like you were saying, uh, definitely some scenes that horror fans will appreciate. There were definitely some things where I was like, this is cool. And that's why it doesn't get like the lowest score. I was just kind of bored during it. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, man, we're coming in light today, but I'm okay with that. 17 yeah. minutes talking about a banquet on Shudder. <laughs> uh, next week, I, I don't know if there is a new release next week. Uh, the schedule that I have seen so far has nothing for the first week in June, and then there are titles uh, every week after that. So who knows what's coming up next week, you guys. We... Uh, We'll figure something out and do something fancy. You got any ideas, Michelle? Um, we're going to do re- reviews of Garth Brooks' entire discography um, and every single song, and we're going to pick our favorite ones and we're going to sing them. Okay, so this was the last episode of We Watch Shudder. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> I, we have some friends who would love that. They'd be oh, like, yeah. yes, I'm on board. <laughs> that would be the epitome of horrifying for me right now, I think. I, I don't hate Garth Brooks, but I am definitely not in a Garth Brooks place in my life right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do not have friends in places right now i am not in that place as well right on right on (laughs) all right guys well well one way or the other we'll figure out what's going on next week and we'll have another episode for you thank you so much for listening say good night michelle good night michelle